Hello, you are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. Hi, and welcome back to Teleperformance's exclusive podcast for Women's Equality Day. We've been celebrating some of our phenomenal leaders and have had the opportunity to chat with them weekly throughout the month of August. My name is Audrey Thomas, Employee Engagement Coordinator and member of the TPUSA Canada TP Women Board, and I'll be your host today. We're excited to continue our strong partnership with our leaders and be able to speak to them about their journey, their inspirations, and what it is that makes the career path that they have chosen so special to them. Today, we're going to hear from Bonnie Wortham, Vice President of Client Services. Bonnie is a longtime TP veteran and has not only held many positions within the company, but has used her expertise and knowledge to innovate and improve many departments. She has no doubt been a mentor and an inspiration to many, and I'm so excited that we have the chance to dive a little deeper into her accomplishments today and learn from her perspective. I know she's going to have some great things in store for us, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. So, Bonnie, first, I do want to just give you the opportunity to do a quick bio on you so everybody gets a little bit more familiar with um, you and who you are within the company, and then also, you know, where you've been um, from the beginning with the company, kind of just your path that you took to get where you are today. Absolutely. So I started with TP um, back in the summer of 2006. I was coming to the company um, as a new hire. Um, From that point in time, I stayed in the operations side of the business until about five years ago. I held positions from agent to supervisor, mentor, assistant call center manager, call center manager, director, center director, um, all in the operations side of the house. Then I moved over to client solutions in the past four or five years where now I manage the client relationship and I partner with our internal operations team to drive excellent results and build our client partnerships. That is awesome. 2006. That's impressive. Um, Every time I think I've been here a while at three and a half years, you all come in with like 15, 18 years. And I'm like, oh, I have not been here that long. (laughs) I fell into TP. I did not come to TP looking for a career at all. It was a uh, $12 an hour job at the time. We were coming out of Hurricane Katrina and um, I lived in Louisiana and I needed something to bridge the gap until um, I found what I thought would be my career. Little did I realize that um, TP was my career all along. You know, I, it is unbelievable how much that story gets told within teleperformance too. Like it, the story is always different, but it's the same at the same time. I don't know that, I mean, there may be somebody out there, but I don't know of anyone that comes into this as, you know, a new hire and they're like, this is where I'm going to be for good. But so many people that end up at like the VP level or even (laughs) higher than that, they do start out in that situation and it turns into where they want to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So there are just a few things that we want to cover today as we go through the podcast to get your perspective on. Um, And one of those is, you know, obviously with Women's Equality Day, we want to talk about females and leadership, obstacles that they've been through, um, and things of that nature. So is there a time that you can, you know, shed some light on, give an experience where you were challenged on the job Um, that you feel like it related to you being a female? You know, that's really an interesting question because I did experience that early in my career right before I came to work for TP. 
Um, I was working for a telco company um, directly as a W-2 employee, and I was um, a young single mother, and my daughter had a chronic health condition. And when I would try to arrange to take time off or when she would get sick um, and be in a crisis, it was very difficult to navigate through the system. Um, I worked for a company at the time that was unionized, um, and they really gave a hard time to me about balancing my obligations as a mother versus balancing my obligations to the company. Um, the way that they pushed us into figuring out a way to um, choose to be at work rather than choose to be there for your child was a very uncomfortable experience. Um, I ended up ultimately leaving the company um, as a result of that, because after jumping through hoops for a good six months or so, um, and, you know, gaining points and all of those type of things that happened, um, I realized that I was, you know, burning my future pipeline with that company um, and that the aspirations I had to grow with them just weren't going to happen in my current situation, regardless of how much. I um, changed my schedule or worked to find a backup plan. It was just very rigid. Um, the solution was actually teleperformance. Um, when I came to, like I said, I had to get a job in the interim period um, and that job happened to be teleperformance. What I found was we have so many different clients and so much flexibility in what we do that regardless of your walk of life, female, male, busy, not busy, college student, um, whatever your, your uh, additional burdens might be in life, there's a way to work around those with teleperformance. We are just so flexible whether it's a work-at-home solution, whether it's you know um, bringing someone back into the workforce, whether it's working around a college schedule, or you know perhaps you're a military spouse and you're looking for something that'll move with you as you're deployed across the company, uh, country. There's so many different ways that teleperformance can fill and fit that void that I'm very happy to say, since I have been here, I've never experienced um, a challenge in my workflow based on the fact that I'm a female. And that's something I'm very proud of. Absolutely. And you hit on a lot of really good points of things. Not only are we flexible, but there's within that flexibility, there is so many like certain examples we can give, like with the military spouse, you know, or the military or military spouse that you touched on. We're flexible with our military employees. We have project at home with the spouses that, you know, we try to not only be flexible with them moving around the country, but to keep as many military spouses employed that we can. And I love programs like that. And teleperformance is the only one, I mean, I know there's out there, but the only one I know of personally that we make those things such a big deal. Absolutely. And then when you think about it, too, you know, not only do we work around students and, you know, um, try to help support their career choices and their schooling, but, you know, now we have the Historic Black Colleges paid internship programs and really looking at how we can continue to further educate folks and, again, shows additional flexibility that TP is a destination to come to that people may not consider a call center as a career when you're in college. But I can tell you, it really is somewhere that you can find a home, 
to fit your passion because we have so many different things that we touch on and different departments that you can move into and just really flourish. A hundred percent agree because there's so many places you can go with it that I don't even think people realize that, you know, I'm going to school for this, but it, it could very well fit in to so many yes. molds here. So a hundred percent agree there. So we've talked a little bit um, about the different positions that you've held and many of those are leadership positions. Uh, so being a female and leading, you know, multiple teams of male and female, do you ever feel like you have experienced more resistance when um, you are leading a team of males versus females? It's actually the opposite. <laughs> I have found in my career that um, had a natural affinity that I was able to work alongside and have um, men on my team that reported into me or were peers in collaboration. Um, and I've had a very good run with that. I took time, um, you know, I worked for men a lot coming up early in my career. And one of the things that um, really stuck with me was how to communicate and how to make sure that your message is clear and succinct and that you're not just running on and on and on, which I tended to do and I think um, at times can be an attribute that a lot of females have is they have a need to fill the void. Um, and sometimes we over talk or beat a dead horse, right? <laughs> so um, I had to learn to um, really be more succinct in my communication, be clear in my direction, because um, I really realized that lack of providing the vision is oftentimes why you get a lack of the results, and then make sure that I follow up. And I think that that universally translates whether or not it's a male or a female um, in business. And as far as collaboration goes and leading men, um, I run a very diverse team, and I think that we've all been able to find a way to um, work with each other and take our differences and turn them into our superpowers. And I love that because there's, I feel like there's a lot of instances, um, and not saying even on the male-female spectrum, just uh, it could be anything that if people are getting a lot of pushback as a leader, um, you know, it, I've seen a lot of companies that, well, this must be why, or this must be why. But I think a lot of it is things you just hit on. It's about adjusting what type of leader you are and how you lead that team, that it doesn't matter who you're leading, you can make that work for you. Absolutely. So one thing we talked about um, before we got started, you know, while we were just um, kind of chit-chatting and going through things was mentors that you have had along the way. So I know, um, you know, you had examples of before TP and since you've been here, other mentors that have come into play. So can you tell a little bit about um, whether it be one person or multiple people that have inspired you and uh, why that they were so inspirational? Absolutely. So, um, you know, I'll start with a TP example. As we go through our um, leadership development courses, one of the things that um, Miranda has always preached to us is to educate ourselves, to read books, to get involved, to make sure that you have, um, you know, signed up for alerts to keep up with what's going on with your client, as an example. Well, as a result of educating myself and really trying to um, feed 
my soul, so to speak, and how to um, become a better manager. I came across a um, book release uh, that I, I signed up to be on the book release team, and it was for Jamie Kern Lima. And she came out with a book called Believe It. And um, she did a mentorship program for the people, and she even did like an all-day um, how to believe in yourself and become unstoppable event that she had keynote speakers like Tony Robbins as an example. Um, Glennon Doyle was on. She had just a, a bunch of keynote speakers. And the one thing that really honed true to me through that mentorship process and participating along, and I still participate in her Monday Night Motivation um, conversations, it's really about finding your voice and believing in yourself, um, knowing that you have earned a seat at the table and understanding that our differences are really what makes us amazing and how to truly get people out of your head and take that conversation back for yourself. Um, that was key for me of understanding and not letting other people's opinions erode what I knew to be my true north. And um, through that mentorship program and educating myself, I've realized that the best thing that you can really do is be authentic. It's not about how um, or what other people think of you. It really is about being open to change, listening with your heart and really understanding um, how the pieces fit around you and utilizing that voice. Open the door to bring other people along and really put yourself out there to mentor. If you, what you'll get from your people that you mentor back, um, which helps fill your cup, is as much if not more than what I have put out. So it really is a full circle. And I truly enjoy not only being mentored, but being a mentor to others. Because when I find that I have helped other people achieve their goals, I naturally have achieved mine. Um, as a result of leaning in and finding my voice and taking that microphone back and realizing that I have indeed earned the seat at the table, I haven't even been able to since then level myself up and recently promote into the VP role with those lessons um, of applying just to be yourself and really lean in, give as much as you get. Um, that's the best advice I can give as a mentor and being mentored. I love that. And I love that you bring up the the books and book clubs because me and you have talked about this before, even, you know, before this podcast ever came into play about um, the TP women you know, the book club that, that we have. And then um, even especially with Miranda, always encouraging. I remember still the first time that I heard her talk about that book, the, uh, the nice girls don't get the corner office. Oh, yeah. And she made me like immediately want to read it. And I love to read. And, you know, as a single mom, I'd fallen out of it so much. And now ever since then, I've been back in it. And I, you know, used to lean towards, you know, just books that really, they just occupied my mind, but they didn't really teach me anything. And now ever since these books have started coming out and being introduced to me, that's what I read. And I love it. It's, it's brought me a long way personally. 
Yeah, the um, the Believe It movement was really, um, and it's still something that um, is very dear to me because I really feel that if you believe that you can achieve it, you will. And you have to remind yourself, right? Put the goal first and put your heart behind that and, and you'll achieve. You just have to believe in yourself. Absolutely. So the only other question that I have for you today is something to um, leave everyone listening with, because we ask this to everybody that's been on the podcast, and um, you touched on it a little bit earlier as far as advice goes, but I know you, and I know that you have much more advice than you. So um, I want to ask, if you were speaking to a young woman, whether it be coming into you know your field or just anything that is considered or perceived as a male-dominated profession, what piece of advice would you give to them to keep them on the right track to leadership? Again, I think it, it goes back to being your authentic self, right? Um, the best thing that you can do for yourself um, is to publicize yourself. I think that one of the things that women might miss is the adage of, you know, work hard, keep your nose down, people will notice you. Well, you know, um, that is true to an extent, you'll be recognized, you know, at, at a top performer in the role that you're in. But if you want to move up, and you want to excel and, um, you know, continue your career pathing, doing table stakes is not enough. You have to go above and beyond. You have to do the role you want, not necessarily the role you have. So I really um, took it upon myself when I was an agent. I mentored the people that were sitting in the cubicles next to me. Then when I became a SME, that was even easier because then, yeah, my role was to mentor and provide answers for the agents. But what about the other mentors? They didn't do it like I did. So if I gave them some tips and tricks of how I keep track of questions or how I did X, Y, or Z, then we all became better mentors. And as a result, you know, of asking my team leader, what can I do to help you? I have extra time. How? What can I take off your plate? Um, and really seeking to layer more um, responsibilities on because, you know, the adage of good things come to those who wait. No, I, I believe in the early bird gets the worm. <laughs> so it really is about, you know, being the first to speak up um, and being the first to put yourself out there. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. As a matter of fact, Asking questions shows you're paying attention. It shows that you're inquisitive. It shows that you want to grow, that you're not satisfied with just what was given, but you're looking and seeking for more. So I'm always looking for what else I can do, how else I can lean in, who else can I help? And again, I found the more people I help, um, the more I excel. Uh, I've never been a person to be on an island alone because the big brain is how you get things done. And I'm uh, not of the mindset of thinking that I know it all. As a matter of fact, I need that collaboration and asking those questions and getting the opinion of others and then using them to build the plan that I really think 
will um, help to support the overall tone of the group um, is something that I would also recommend. And then just knowing that you have earned a seat at the table and that your voice matters. Open that door for someone else. Bring someone if you have the ability to bring a plus one and always look of how, who, who's on your right, who's on your left, because that's your family, that's your team, those are your people. So help each other achieve. Don't become an island because uh, we just can't do it alone. No, especially not in, in the type of work that we do either. But it's it's really funny that you bring up the quote, the good things come to those who wait, because the very first person I ever considered like a mentor um, to me, it was a professor that I had my freshman year of college. And it was that exact quote that he used to me that he basically said, like, I'm not going to say you're not going to get anywhere if you have that mentality. You will get places. But the the good things come to those who wait is a very long-term project to success. But if you want to get somewhere fast, then it was the quote of, if you want to be heard, you have to make some noise. Absolutely. And I think that was probably one of the things that stuck with me from the moment I entered my freshman year until today. Absolutely. All right, Bonnie. Couldn't well, agree with you more. <laughs> That is all the time we're going to have for today's podcast, but I want to thank you for coming on and being a part of it. I know me and you have got to work on a few things together, you know, involving TP women. Um, and I always love getting together with you and getting to talk to you. So I want to thank you for coming on and being a part of this uh, important conversation for sure that we are, that we are having. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I appreciate the time. All right. And for everyone who is listening today, uh, we hope that you're enjoying listening to these podcasts as much as we're enjoying making them. It's obviously not every day that we get to take a few minutes to sit down and chat like this with the fast pace that we work at in this industry. So it's always fun when we get to sit down and do it. And I know at least I always walk away learning something. So be sure to join us again next week. Uh, we will have another guest speaker with us. And be sure that you're subscribing to the Teleperformance Podcast channel. What about you? How did you like it? Go ahead and share this podcast. See you later. Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.